Hey there, love. So I know many of my listeners struggle with knowing how to advance themselves as models. Well, I have the solution and even better, it's free. I have the model career assessment, which allows you to in less than two minutes discover what level you are at as a model. And alongside of your results, you get the resources tailored to your needs from Model University so you can confidently elevate to the next level as a model. Check out the show notes and take the free model career assessment today. Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hey guys! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to a nice little model talk. I'm going to be joined by Real Life Kizzy and a few. I'm so excited. We are talking castings and confidence, okay? Castings and confidence, everybody. So if you have always wanted to know about like how to raise up your confidence, what to do at castings, this is for you. Okay, hi to everybody who's coming in. I'm not Kizzy. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. So many questions, so many answers. This is for you guys. Okay. Um, she'll be joining in a second. And there she is. (laughs) Thanks for having me on here. I feel really excited about this chat. Ah, I'm so excited to have you. And I'm glad that you're finally live with the people. This is a moment. I know that you're busy because you're always booked and we both have something to do right after this. So let's get right into it. Tell the people who you are, what you do. Give them a little intro. Okay, cool. So my name is Kizzy. I am a full-time model. I've been signed now for four years, um, modeling full-time for three because last year I took some time off to go and do my master's degree in London. Um, And I'm from London. I'm a Londoner that is living in Miami. So that's kind of my intro. Oh my gosh. I love it. The people love it. The likes are going up. People love your (laughs) accent. So it's a thing. It's a vibe. Now, the second question I have for you is what made you start modeling? I know you've been modeling full-time for about three years and you've been like full-time signed, but what made you start? And then how did you get here to where you are right now? Okay. So I think my story is a bit more unconventional. I think a lot of people that I've met in the industry have kind of had a dream to pursue modeling since they were quite young and have like made the move to different locations, be it Miami, New York, LA, to kind of pursue that dream. I really got into it because of my husband. So his story is kind of similar to that. He has been modeling for eight years. He moved to Miami from Maryland to pursue modeling um, and has been very serious about it. Mm -hmm. And after we got married, he you know, suggested that it would be some good extra income if I could get into modeling. And I really just trusted his opinion. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of embraced it. And yeah, went and did a photo shoot. He submitted me to the agencies he was already signed with and I got signed. So I was, yeah, I kind of had a bit of a shortcut, I think, to getting into it because I had someone and have someone who has been able to kind of help me navigate the industry from the beginning, who has been like a pro in it. So that's been really awesome for me. And that's kind of how I got to get signed. Oh my gosh. I think that's so beautiful. There's two things that everybody could learn. Pick your partners wisely and then <laughs> I know, <laughs> never right? be afraid of having a mentor or a guru who's already on your side for it. Love it, Kizzy. Oh my gosh. So what does it mean to be a model in your eyes? 
So I think that for me, you know, it's a profession, it's a career. If someone tells me they're a model, um, I'm assuming that this is something that you make a living from. Um, there are, of course, different categories in it. You know, you can have Instagram models, kind of like on-camera on talent is kind of what I think about. So whether that's Instagram model and you work for yourself, whether you're a signed, um, you know, agency sign model, or you're doing this independently and kind of finding your own castings and that kind of thing. But someone that's, yeah, kind of making a living through it is what I would kind of deem as a model. Do you have a similar definition or something different? Slightly different. I feel like if you are a model, um, we do have a similarity. You are making money from this. Like that's yes. like common thread. You're making money from it. But it's the way in which you do so. Um, I okay. feel like if you're a model, you're a model on and offline. And one mm -hmm. singular platform cannot be how your career is based. I definitely feel like uh, you should be well-versed. You should definitely have actually recognizable clientele on a more, I guess you would say like print, advertising, or even just editorial level i feel like that's kind of like my general gauge for like if you're really a model because if it's just instagram do you really know how to actually be a model on set with other professionals i just feel like you should have a actual industry experience yeah that's true i do think that the the definition has expanded a bit more because you know there are um i mean an instagram model is a real thing people be making a full time from being online yeah. you know and that is very real, whether or not that's the kind of traditional conventional route, which I think, you know, obviously for us, it's like different. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a real thing and people be making a living from it the same way that we are. So, yeah, I think it's expanded a little bit for sure. I think you're absolutely true with that. I, I definitely do. I just wish that there was like more of a bridge in the gap, you know, because if you're talented enough to do all of this in social media, just just take a little extra time, you know, a little extra, yeah. you know, commercial acting, you know, get into some actual sets i feel like it just makes you more well-versed and definitely more advertisable <laughs> yeah definitely and i think there's something to be said for us i think that maybe there's like a stereotype and stigma maybe that gets associated with being an instagram model and the kind of modeling industry that we're in which i do think that there is a very distinguished like there's very big difference between kind of like Instagram versus the kind of set and production stuff that we do. So yeah, it's different. Ooh, but both are valuable and both yes. make you money. So definitely keep that in mind, everybody. Yeah. All right. So actually, before we start getting into uh, castings and confidence, really deep into that, the last thing I want to know is when did you get serious about modeling? Like it's one thing to go full time, but you could still like, you know, I'm full time, but I'm not really like actively hunting for jobs. I'm not necessarily like, you know, yeah. putting myself out there. It's just like True. I'm making money, you know? So for me, it was when I booked a deal or no deal, which was um, I'm still one of the biggest jobs that I booked to date. So I was about a year and a few months into having been signed. And up to that point, I was very much just going with the flow. My agency and my agents would send me out castings and I would get bookings and work with different clients. But I was never really intentional about the direction that I wanted to go in with modeling. It was when I booked Deal or No Deal and I was kind of amongst the caliber of models and like other amazing women that were also booked on that show. It was also a nationwide um, casting. So it was like all over the US, they were casting um, 26 to 28 models. And after kind of like being on amongst these incredible, amazing women who have been in the industry also for like so, so many of them a decade and more than that, um, mm. that I kind of like sat with myself and was like, I can really do something with this if I wanted to. 
And that's when I really started to be intentional about the direction I wanted to go in, how much money I wanted to make from it, you know, the kind of clients that I wanted to work in, you know, and yeah, what I wanted to do and kind of get a bit more direction. So I would say deal or no deal was a big turning point for me. And I was, it was an amazing opportunity because I had so many other women who really inspired me into thinking about this a bit more seriously and really sat down, gave me the time and was like, you know, what are you doing? You've been signed a year and you're here. Like we've been doing this X amount of years and we're here. Like, you know, really have to think about it and, and make the most of this opportunity if you want to. So mm. that's, that was a huge turning point for me. What about you? When, when did you start to get serious about it? I would definitely say around like 2017. And that was like, I was finishing up college. I was, I had to really have like a come to Jesus moment where it was just like, okay, you're done with college you know, you're still like in your early 20s, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to actually use these years and actually, you know, push us about there, you know, while you're still young, still can be broke, you know, nobody bats an eye, you know what I mean? Like, are you willing to like hustle at this point in your life? Or do you just want to kind of just half step it, go into like a full-time career, you know, fully use your degree? So I feel like for me, it was definitely like right after I finished like fully school, like bachelor's and master's. And I was just like, okay, what's the decision going to be? And if it's going to be modeling, let's sit down, let's get intentional. What do you want to do with this? What type of modeling is going to work for you? What's going on with your market? Basically everything that I teach my girls inside of model university. So that's time as well, when you could dedicate time and energy to really like go. And I think a lot of people don't realize like to come into the modeling industry, it requires all of you. This isn't like really something you can do half-hearted and say, I'm only going to give myself 50% of like, it requires a hundred percent of you because it's a very demanding industry. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I'm so glad that you shared that because I could say Tom blue in the face, but so many people think like, you know, oh, I can do hobby level commitment and get career level results. And it's just like, that'll never happen. Yeah. For that'll anything, not just modeling, but for anything, you know, anything that is, is going to be worth your while and you want to see a level of success in, you cannot, um, you know, come at it with like 5% of yourself. It has to be a hundred percent of yourself all the time okay so now we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes okay Okay. because right now as everybody knows in the title we are talking castings and confidence two things that models unfortunately struggle with the most i know that you are a full-time model you're constantly working which is why we have to be done in the next 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into some processes some of your Mm -hmm. tips some of your successes so first Mm -hmm. let's start off by how did you gain confidence as a model And then how do you keep it up even when facing rejection? So, you know, there's a couple ways to kind of answer this. And I think that it's really important to understand that confidence um, in the industry comes from confidence in yourself outside of the industry. So before you even get into modeling, you have to establish who you are, your sense of self, um, have a sense of self-confidence, because otherwise this industry can tell you who you are. You know, um, rejection is unfortunately... is a default in this industry, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that or comprehend that until maybe they get into it and have some experience. Um, But for me personally, I don't attach my identity and value to the way that I look. I don't. I don't attach my identity and value to the way I look, to how frequently I book um, or anything like that. And so because of that, no matter what happens in this industry or if I don't get a job, Um, if I don't get a booking, if a client turns me down or releases me off a hold or whatever the case is, I don't take it personally. I just don't like, it's a business. This is a job. And I think another thing to, to take into account is the fact that there are so many reasons and components that go into a booking. You know, I can, a client might like my look, but actually paired against 
the guy that they're trying to book me with, it doesn't work. So they're going to release me. It's not because I'm ugly or whatever the case is. It could be my availability. It could be their availability. It could be the change in location. What is the final commercial? There's so many elements and components. And I think you do yourself a disservice by internalizing that rejection and making it about the way that you look, et cetera, et cetera, which is why it's so important before you even come in the industry to really work on your sense of self, your identity, who are you, you know, and to make sure that you don't, then attach your value and identity to your work and the way that you look. And that really goes for any job because that's dangerous. Jobs are fleeting, you know, this industry mm. is a fleeting. So I would say I, like a big thing. I love that. That word my heart. And it actually answered the next couple questions that I had for mm-hmm. you when it comes to honestly, like your tips and tricks for making sure that you literally can keep your confidence up. And I feel like you said it beautifully. You cannot attach your self-worth to what you do. You can't, you can't. And especially this industry is all about looks. Like at the end of the day, the modeling industry, you're a commodity. They book you because of your face, your hands, your body, the way that you look. And so it is very easy to attach um, your self-worth to the way that you look. Of course, because that's what you're being judged on the whole time. But that's why, again, it's just so important to work um, on your self-confidence, you know, uh, just in your life without without being in the industry. And it's going to help you navigate this industry and handle it a lot better and handle rejection. And like, you know, just as an example, what I was saying about rejection being a default, just to kind of elaborate on that a little bit for people, you know, mm-hmm. you can get submitted. Your, your agent might message you and be like, I'm submitting you to this client. Cool. You don't get the casting. Rejection. You might get the mm-hmm. casting. They don't want to see you for the callback. Rejection. You don't get the call, you don't get the callback or you get the callback. You don't book the job. Rejection. You get the callback. You're on hold for the client. They release you. <laughs> you get rejected. You know, and like it's it's at every corner or maybe you go to an agency. You don't get signed. Rejection. Like there's so many opportunities for this to happen and you have to find a way to be able to deal with it that's not um, that's not unhealthy, that doesn't internalize it, you know, because you're not going to then be able to go very far in the industry, unfortunately, if that's the case. I think that's beautiful but- that you also broke down how that happens because a lot of people don't, I mean, I think I've explained this maybe once or twice on my lives and on my platform, the process of getting booked because people just think like, okay, you apply and you get the job and it's just like, no, Whoa. there's like five different oh circles of, of despair that you have to go through to figure out if you got the job or not, you know? So I think that that's beautiful so that you've hard. also expressed that rejection is the default because so many people just think, oh, okay, I just, I just have to apply, apply, apply. And somebody's going to give me the job. Like, no, not necessarily. So no. I mean, how have you felt about that? Like, how have you dealt re- with rejection? Has that been a journey for you or have you just always been a really confident person too? I feel like, I've always known who I was outside of modeling because just like you, I didn't grow up thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to be a model. This is my calling. It was something that developed over time, developed love for it. And then you get into the industry and you know it in a subjective way, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're able to kind of like create some space between who you are and what you do. But when it comes to rejection, I've always just released it. I apply and I don't think about it again. That's just literally how I remain sane. It's just like, okay, I applied for this job. I'm not going to circle back and see if I got it. If I got it, I'll know if I didn't. Well, I'm still here, not circling back. Um, it's, yeah. it's that type of mentality that's helped me navigate through it because after I've done my part, I've done my part. There's nothing exactly. additional I can do. Doesn't matter how many times I text my agent. Doesn't matter how many times, you know, I circle back to it. If I didn't get the yeah. job, I didn't get the job. It's taking away my concentration and energy and effort from my other endeavors, future jobs, my students, everything. So that's normally yeah. how I deal with it. 
Keep and this is why you stay booking because your energy isn't outpoured and spent on things that you don't have any control over. You know, all you can do is is bring that energy back to yourself and, you know, apply it to the next job. Keep it moving. You know, what's the next casting you've got to get ready for or whatever the case is, the next booking. I love it. And speaking of castings and bookings, yes. how do you find and navigate your castings and bookings? How does that So when feel? you say that, do you mean like find it quite literally? Like, is it through my agency? Do I do it by myself? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am agency signed. And to be honest, I know a lot of people hustle like outside of their agencies and kind of seek out castings independently. I'm not one of those people. I <laughs> have signed, I'm signed with multiple agencies and, um, kind of entrust them to do the work to find me the clients, um, and like match my specs with the castings, etc., and trust, trust that bit of the process for them and just and just do what I can do to turn up to the castings and be as well prepared as I can. But I personally, yeah. So I don't, I don't find castings by myself. Okay. And then what yeah. do you do before, after, and during your castings? Like walk us through that process. You just got a casting, your agency sent it to you. Um, it could either be a virtual casting or an in-person casting. Mm -hmm. They're starting to get back into in-person. So it's yeah. a thing. So how would you navigate that? What is what is your process? So I think preparation is really key. You know, if we're talking a lot about confidence, at the end of the day, you're going to be a lot more confident if you're prepared for the opportunity. So once you get a casting, you know, I'll often look at the breakdown. You know, who is it that they're actually looking for? What What is the commercial? What's the vision? You know, the end result? You know, they say that they want an ethnically ambiguous girl, which is kind of the category or demographic that, that I often get casted for. So it's like, okay, you want an ethnically ambiguous girl. Is it short hair? Is it long hair? Is it athletic? What is it? And then I kind of try and dress to that role. If they're looking for a mechanic or a gardener, then I try and like find clothes that will help the client envision me in that role. I try and make it easier for them, you know? So I do the research um, and, and I make sure that I'm prepared for the casting in any way that makes me feel confident, you know? at the end of the day what the the job that we're in the industry we're in is all about looks as i said if that means that you know getting your nails done is going to make you feel more confident when they say can you show your hands and you're like oh great i've done my nails that's fine you know and just feel good about about yourself going into it then do the preparation whatever is necessary whether that's your hair whether that's just reading through the specs whether it's getting to the casting early whatever needs to be done to make yourself more confident and prepared i think is going to help you um for that casting and then during the casting I pretty much stay relaxed, to be honest. You know, I think another thing to remember as well is that if you if you mess up the casting, let's say you, you do a take and you think it was really badly, there's been times when I've asked the casting director, can I do that again? Would you have some feedback mm. for me? I'm very, I'm, I'm kind of very communicative about that. Like, I didn't think that was the best. Was that all right? And ask for feedback. Can, I, can we run that one more time and you pick the best out too? You know, like it's okay to have that communication. And also to ask questions before I do the casting as well. You know, I asked the, the casting director, what is it that they're looking for? Did they give specific action that we didn't receive in the email? Was there something else? And I try and get really specific with it so that I can deliver what they're looking for, you know? And and um, just to encourage everybody, don't be don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no, and you're definitely not going to know what's, what they're looking for. But in the off chance, which has served me really well, people, casting directors have been like, actually, yeah, they're... they're it's this is the end thing. I know they didn't say it in the specs, but the end thing is a canoeing thing. Da, da, da. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to have to pretend I'm in the water. Mm. Whatever. You know, just get yourself some insight if you can.
Hey there, lovely. As we come to the end of this episode, I want to let you know if you love the guidance, knowledge, and motivation I give on this podcast, and you want that on a more consistent basis than just once a week, join the Model Maker Program's waitlist. The Model Maker Program is a hands-on coaching program with me that guides you to bankable skills, sustainable income, and an aligned modeling career. If that sounds like just what you want and need this year, check out the show notes and submit your application for the next semester of the Model Maker Program today. And in the last thing after a casting, I immediately forget about it. I do not spend time thinking about the casting. Exactly what you said. As soon as it's done, it's done. And... You know, my mind is is left there. The casting's left there, and I just keep it moving to the next one. Can't spend time thinking about it or dwelling on it. It's just not worth it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I hope everybody who's live with us has taken notes. I hope everybody on the replay takes notes because I feel like that was the most comprehensive walkthrough, gems, <laughs> tools, tips, <laughs> tricks for doing castings. And I feel like it also works as well if it is a virtual one as well. Because I mean, yeah. this is your time. You only have this one moment to make it count. So make it count. Love that. Here for it. And all questions. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Last thing. Don't be afraid. Absolutely. Do not be afraid to ask questions. I feel like that's also a mental block that a lot of models have. They feel like, oh, you know, I'm just a model. No. (laughs) You're the person who's going to bring this to life. You're the person whose face they're going to use. You're the person who's going to be delivering a message to this audience. Yeah. You're more than just a model. And I will say this, especially if you get to the callback and you're actually face to face with a client, you're trying to make yourself memorable. What pieces of information can you share about yourself or can you um, show of interest or whatever that's going to make you memorable, that's going to make you stand out, whether, you know, and often that is just being yourself, but, you know, doing the preparation for and asking questions is going to make them make them think that you're going to be a lot easier to work with because you're actually actively seeking for what they want. You're, you're there mm-hmm. to help make their vision as a model where we're there to help execute the vision of the client. That's it. So if you're constantly and actively showing that you understand that and that you want to do that, they're going to be like, this is someone we can work with, you know? Mm. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Now here comes the, the portion that everybody is going to face at one point in time. How do you deal with intimidation? Um, because honestly, once you get to the callback, you realize kind of generally what the client liked about you because yeah. you're looking at it in a room. It's like you times 20. How yeah. do you deal with intimidation on castings, uh, on callbacks, even on the job? Sometimes you'll be on a job and the set itself mm-hmm. is very intense yeah. or intimidating. So yeah. how do you deal with it? So I guess I have a a little bit of a story. Like when I first got signed, the Mm -hmm. first um, casting I ever went to um, was for a national commercial. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was at Brad Davis, which you're obviously familiar with Brad Davis, um, Marquis. And I remember I went in there, I just got signed. My idea of like what a model was, was a fashion model, right? It's like the very typical kind of size zero, um, just, just, just kind of what everyone sort of thinks of Victoria's Secret runway, that kind of vibe, right? And I turned up, I turned up and you're in a holding room for anyone that maybe hasn't been, you're in kind of like a holding room before they call you in to go and like film your tape. And I remember sitting there and, and just being completely oblivious to what the industry is like. And these girls were talking about, they were from like Wilhelmina and like, I don't know, Italy or whatever, talking about the last jobs that they booked, talking about how this was going to be their book and they're really excited about it. And I just remember feeling myself starting to like shrink. And I was like, so filled with so much self doubt and really 
just started comparing myself to these girls and being like, that's not me. I don't look like them. Like, how am I meant to navigate through this casting? I don't know what they want from me. Like, what am I going to do? You know? And I remember getting into the casting um, and it was the first time I've ever done it. And just kind of like listening to them say, you're going to be, you know, slating, which is like name high agency profile, show your hands, talk a little bit about your rock climbing experience. It was for a national commercial quarter zone. And you had, they were looking for people that could rock climb. I can rock climb. I'm athletic. I'm sporty. So I was like, man, I could talk about that all day long. Like I've done it. That's something I'm interested and passionate about, have a hobby for. So when I like focused my mind on thinking about what it was about that casting that I would, I was suited for that other stuff kind of faded away, the intimidation and comparing mm. myself to the other girls. And, you know, I ended up really being myself and I booked that commercial. I ended up booking that. That was my first casting. It was a national commercial. I was the only principal. I was the only person actually. And I ended up booking that. And after that, I, I remember telling myself, I'm not going to let kind of this intimidation of, of other people and other models and this kind of comparison syndrome that we can very much get caught in, up in, um, you know, yeah, hurt me anymore. I'm just going to go for it and be myself because that's all you've got is yourself. If they're going to book you, it's because they like you and you're the person for the job. If they don't, then best believe that you weren't. That wasn't going to be the job for you. But I don't believe mm. that anyone else on that, uh, anyone else who had got that would have done the job the way that I did. And I'm mm. happy because um, they booked me being fully confident in my ability and who I was, because that's what I showed them was who I was. And I was honest and true to myself. And, and it was good. It was a great commercial. And so after that, I kind of, yeah, I just haven't, I haven't let myself be intimidated or compare myself, which I think is really important. And again, just taking kind of full confidence in who I am and knowing mm. that I have something valuable to offer. And if they, if they can see that and they want to book me for their job, we're going to make their thing come to life and it's going to be great. And if not, that's cool too. You know? I love that. That was the perfect story time. That was the perfect story time. Now I know in the future, I'm just going to ask you for stories because they're all like <laughs> enthralling. I, they have everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's just not, it's just not worth comparing yourself. You do yourself a disservice because the truth is, you know, they're looking for your individuality is what is going to set you apart in castings, especially in, we, we, I want to say specifically, you know, commercial modeling too, because we actually get the opportunity to showcase our personality. And whenever mm -hmm. you get the opportunity, do it. That is what is going to set you apart. You know, have a story in the back pocket about who you are, about what your interests are, you know, what you like to do outside of modeling. That is them seeing what makes you a well-rounded person and who you are, what you like and those kind of things. That's going to help you get the job. I, I like that. Okay. Okay. So I know you've been dropping gems the entire time we've been oh, talking, thanks. but do you have any other advice for models who are currently in the industry or getting into the industry? What would it be? You know, I think a lot of it has to be about working on yourself and your self-confidence before you get in the industry, even as you're in the industry, you know, knowing who you are, knowing what your value is, knowing what your identity is without modeling, without your looks. Um, and, and I guess also being intentional about what you want, like, what do you want from the industry? You know, where do you want to mm. go? What kind of clients you want to work for? Um, and yeah, and kind of having some goals because that's going to help navigate your path or like direct your path a lot better rather than kind of just going with the flow and having people choose which direction you're going in you know I think that's really important so I would say probably those few things confidence and just being intentional I love it that is the perfect place for us to end out where can people find you support you love on you follow you Yay. for more inspiration 
where can we all find you? Yeah, so at Real Life Kizzy, um, which I guess people can find in here is my page. You know, follow me. I think a lot of my page pretty much is kind of the behind the scenes of a working model. I post a lot of uh, stuff on my stories when I'm on set just to kind of give people an insight into what that's like. Um, yeah, and just come and come and follow the ride. On my page now, I'm trying to post more kind of commercials and behind the scenes. So not just the behind the scenes, but the finished products or what it actually looks like which is kind of cool too. And I also want to shout out my husband, who is also a photographer, which is Dane Schatz, just because he has so much experience in the industry, has helped me to get to this point and is currently doing photography. So if you're interested, um, yeah, follow his page, show it some love and and book him for your next shoot. Hey now, we got the model and the production side of things there in this go. model talk today. I and, love it. And I can <laughs> even be there too with some moral support and cheerleading if people want. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I love it, Kizzy. Well, I know I have to yeah. let you go because you have so many things to do as yes. do I. This has been beautiful. I cannot wait to see you on our next set and yes. more of your journey, okay? Thank you so, so much. Thanks for your time and thanks for this platform and hosting this. Oh, you're more than welcome. Can't <laughs> wait to talk to you again in real life, okay? Yeah, have sure. a good one, love. All right, bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. bye.